Nations. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Marissa, and Ravenclaw House representative of the podcast. Today, we have Ashley Sweet. Ashley is House Hufflepuff and is a full-time event planner and lifelong bookworm, currently enjoying life in Columbus, Ohio. After years of fax-paced travels for meetings and conventions, the latest chapter of her career has seen a pause due to the pandemic, of course. And in search of other ways to connect, learn, and have fun, she recently started a bookstagram and book blog. She has reviews, current, and upcoming books, talks about her favorite foods and music, shares her cute dogs, and more, of course. Each week, posting a new book review and recommendations of a recent book has replaced some in-person book clubs and networking, and as well as opened a new world of knowledge and pastimes. Ashley believes you are only ever one book away from your next adventure. There are some upcoming book releases this summer that will be featured and reviewed on the bookstagram and blog close to their publication date. Visit Ashley's blog, which is in the description below, and follow and read along on Instagram at bookishbadassthings. So we got into all things literature today. We covered a lot of ground about books we've both read, Ashley's favorites, my favorites, and of course, we talked about the founder of Ashley's love for books, Harry Potter. We started listing off some of the founding traits for each house. It was a lot of fun. It was a great time. I'm a total Ravenclaw, and I am proud of it. There were a few books we covered that we recommended. So, three, The Guest List, Where the Crawdads Sing, and Big Little Lies. Ashley wrote a book when she was 13, and it was about a girl and her horse, and her mother, Mama Sweet, self-published it and got Ashley a copy. And I think that is just the nicest thing in the entire world. Oh, that warms my soul. Completely separate, Ashley mentioned why she doesn't like the Tim Girl Boss. And it was such a badass answer. Now, with that said, let's get this episode started. So tell me about what got you into book reviews and your blog? So it definitely started during the pandemic as a lot of like little side projects where people did. I was traveling 50% of the time and going to an office and you could always find me at happy hour. And I did book clubs when I lived in New York. And then uh, in January of 2020, I moved to Columbus, Ohio from upstate New York and for a new job. And I got here and then the first or second week of March, the world shut down. So I went from like really fast paced, always doing something, always meeting people to sitting in my kitchen. I'm sitting in my kitchen right now (laughs) and not going anywhere, seeing anyone. And that was really hard for a lot of different reasons, as I'm sure it was for everyone. But I definitely started having a little more free time on my hands and I already read a lot. So I actually went out looking specifically for some kind of virtual book club which was harder to find than I thought. And I've been thinking about starting one, but that's like a whole different topic. And so I found Bookstagram, which is a corner of Instagram. And I started following some of the bloggers and influencers there. And that's really how it all got started. Because you're you're a very outdoor person too. So you're a person that like has imagination on the inside, but then is also on the outside. You were constantly reading as well, as much as you are now. Yeah, I definitely have been reading, I would say my whole life. I remember the first book I remember reading was actually in like second grade. It was definitely second grade and it was Harry Potter. 
we read the first two Harry Potter books as part of a um, second grade project. And I was just incredibly hooked on them. And I still am. I'm, I'm a Hufflepuff and I'm still completely obsessed with everything Harry Potter. And I remember coming home from school and like trying to explain to my parents what I was reading about. And they're like, you're reading about a boy who was, they tried to murder and they now keep in a closet under the stairs. Like they were just so confused and they actually were very concerned that I was reading the book. Um, so they ended up actually reading them all with me just to understand. And then from there, I, I don't think I ever have like not had a book going for like one reason or another, whether it was just like something on the side for fun or like some of like the more like major, like major books that got turned into movies. If I ever saw that it was like based on the book in a preview, I had to go out and buy the book. So I've always had a book going at some point. Like, like I wanted to talk about that too, around the imagination that Harry Potter brought into this world. There was nothing like it before it. I don't think no one, well, if no one talks about it and plus you and I are around the same age anyway, but even before that, I can't, other than Matilda, I think was one of the first, I read, I read that book with my dad in like second grade. I'm a little older than you, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then that movie, I think we watched, we saw the movie first and then, and then read the book together. And it was a pretty thick, you know, scholastic, if I'm saying that yeah. right, book. <laughs> and, and Harry Potter has just showed everyone and I talked we talked we're going to talk about imagination here a lot and I talked about it on Colleen's episode too but what imagination to show you something doesn't actually have to exist to be a story I just I I I love it so much yeah I think that there was just this part of it 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 took the world by storm like I don't I think that's like the best way I can describe it but I mean I was in second grade and my parents were enjoying reading it and I was just completely obsessed with it. And my, my sisters ended up being obsessed with it too. It was like a whole family thing. We went to watch the movies when they finally came out. And I think that there was just this element to it of just creating like a whole new world. And I think the only other thing that's kind of created that has been like a Marvel or a DC, but that's almost more of a niche. Like Harry Potter became this thing that everybody could relate to character for everyone you there was you know just a literal magic and then a just another kind of magic that drew you in and gave you an escape or hope or all these things to just aspire to you wanted to be like these characters be smart like them be brave like them it was just an incredible thing that happened for i think society kind of there was nothing else like that i think you know we had like goosebumps and junie b jones and these series that like a lot of people read but there was nothing quite like Harry Potter. And I, I don't think there's been anything like that since, in, in my opinion. Well, I am a Twilight nerd. So oh, it wasn't so sorry. <laughs> not the same, but it like rocked my world. It just, I would stay, I stayed up the third book. You don't like it. You just said, I'm sorry. You don't need it like them. <laughs> no, no. I, I meant, I'm sorry that I left it out. I, I um, read the books and I'm definitely not as enthralled with them as I was Harry Potter. Like I dressed up as as Hermione like multiple times, but um, I have nothing against the books. I just felt bad that I left them out of my list. <laughs> oh no, you can, they're not even close to the same, but in terms of like completely geeky, I had, I had Robert Pattinson on my door until I was like 20 years old. Like I would come back from college and it would, he would still be on my door. Like I, <laughs> love him so much I love everything about that I want to be a vampire so bad I'm into vampire (laughs) diaries though and like I'm super into you know that type of sci-fi but 
you know, I would, I stayed up uh, freshman year of college at St. Rose in Lima, you know, like you had the door, the bathrooms that were shared with, with the floor mm-hmm. and it was two or three in the morning. And I think it was book three and I'm finishing it. And I go into the girl's bathroom. I'm sobbing. Right. And Teresa, I remember this, like on the volleyball team looked at me and goes, what's wrong. And I just go, they're engaged. Oh, and she's like, oh eclipse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Like she knew exactly what I didn't even mention the book at all. Like she knew exactly who I was talking about. And then I skipped class. Not like me. If you know me, that's not usually me. Skipped class the entire day slept. And I ordered it so early in the morning, the book on barnesandnoble.com came to my dorm that same day. <laughs> And back in the day that you know, no two day shipping, but I was just so like, I have to, I have to finish it. I'm emotionally invested into this. So, okay. I recently, I took a quiz on what Hogwarts house I am. I believe I'm Ravenclaw. Okay. I wanted to be Hufflepuff. They- I definitely wasn't Slytherin. Cause like, ew, I would remember that. Hufflepuff- it's always interesting to find a Slytherin who's like really proud to be a Slytherin, especially as a Hufflepuff, <laughs> because it's like, I don't know if we can be friends. That's just like something that I don't know. Like you're obviously a different person, but there's a ra- Ravenclaw has lots of great qualities. <laughs> I, you know, when I looked at the quality of Ravenclaw, I was like, this is actually me. Yeah. I really believe that it is. I'm going to really quickly read if that's okay, what our things yeah. are. And I I have seen this on other podcasts where they go through them, but I don't really care. So just really quick. So you said you were a Hufflepuff and Hufflepuff reminds me of a Pokemon. It reminds me of Jigglypuff. So I know I wasn't that because I would obviously be like, I love Jigglypuff. I was always <laughs> her on the Nintendo 64 Super Smash Brothers. Do you remember that? I didn't really, I know I don't, I didn't really play video games. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we totally played them. And she was one of the people's like Pikachu or uh, her or Snorlax. So you're Hufflepuff. You work hard, you're patient, loyal, and fair play. I can, that is all Ashley Sweet. Okay. (laughs) Ravenclaw is intelligence. Well, thank you. Knowledgeable. I appreciate it, but I learned from all the ladies of Lions. Planning ahead, which a hundred per- I can't live without plans and wit. I'll take all of that. I am. You. Yes. That's Marissa. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. So I, I just want to go to say Gryffindor is bravery, helping others and chivalry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's Harry Potter all over. So Slytherin does have the negative connotation though, because the blonde kid, what's his name? And his dad, Mal- Draco Malfoy. Yeah, they suck, right? And so Slytherin does have a negative connotation, but they have some really positive values. So ambition, cunningness, if I'm saying that right, heritage and resourcefulness. Yeah, those none of those are bad names. It's definitely just, I guess when I'm thinking of like the different houses, I think in the terms of like the movies and the characters that belong to those different houses. So it's funny because I guess when I was like, oh, like when I meet a Slytherin, that the list doesn't come to mind. It's more like Draco and his cronies. <laughs> but I just have a negative connotation with them. I don't know. No, I know. And then it's it's funny because then when, I don't know if you've also taken the quiz to know your Patronus, mine's a deer. And <laughs> when you go, like if anybody else has taken that quiz or I make people sit down and take that quiz, it's always funny and people like they, their breath catches because sometimes well, I get most of the time you're not a Slytherin, but sometimes your Patronus is a snake or a lizard or something that you like kind of equate to Slytherin. 
And then to me, I haven't, I don't think I have, but someone who's a Slytherin with also a snake Patronus or a lizard Patronus, it's like, oh my gosh, like you just feel like you know a dark side to this person. <laughs> I'm a Gemini and I can kind of feel like there's Gemini tendencies right there for a hundred percent. So everyone's like, oh, Gemini's are two-faced or every single sign of every horoscope or something. It's always like two people, you know, whatever. I know it's the, that's the, the true sign, but like, you know, everyone has that connotation of, you know, two-faced human being. I'm like, no, we're just really adaptable. We can, you know, be very professional at work, but then like, yeah, I'm going to party my ass off on a Friday night. And like, you're like, <laughs> who is this woman? You know? So that to me that, you know, I definitely felt some Gemini vibes in there for sure. So where did you get the, the name of bookish badass things? I was trying to think of something that, cause I wanted that blog to also have, um, and that my, my bookstagram, Instagram, and that blog, I wanted it to kind of encompass a little more beyond books, because I think that's something I've battled with and trying to kind of branch out in a new city during a lockdown has been just how to like maybe relate to people differently and virtually and how you come off via a zoom or a text or like reaching out via Instagram to like meet and like put together a virtual book club, just like other things about yourself. And we like to all read the same books. That's like something that can bring you together. But you know, how do you, what do you do like outside of that and all these other things. So I was trying to think of was a little more than just book reviews. And just like in my circles, we always throw around like, and you said it, you've said it, I'm sure like, it's like, we're all just a bunch of badass ladies and we're just trying to make it. And you're just trying to support one another. And so that word kind of like kept jumping out to me over and over. Cause it also started with a B <laughs> and um, I kind of was like toying with the idea of maybe putting something with event planning in there. Cause that's really big for me or um, trying to come up with something along lines of travel. Cause I love to travel. Um, but I just kept coming back to that word because I was like, I didn't want to leave anybody out that might also be interested in the same things or, you know, I'm always down for a happy hour and to talk about anything. So um, it was kind of a word that started to encompass like more of the personality I was after versus a category of what we're all interested in. So I've gone through your reviews. I'm reading a book right now that you recommended the guest list. And I got up to a part this morning where, because I put it on in the morning when I get, I listen to books. So even if I have to read a book, I have to do the audio book with it. I don't know why I was never like that, but I, I don't know, a couple of years ago, audiobooks just kind of took over because I could multitask during it and like really pay attention. But I got to a, a part in the book this morning where it's the kind of like the beginning, but what a cliffhanger. And it was the part where this thing goes to the window and Hannah drops her glass. And I'm like, I can't work now. I have to finish <laughs> this but does it like get you so excited to be like you're start you started something and now like you're putting reviews out and you know people are reading them and really influenced by your opinions yeah and I think that's not even like I'm influencing people sometimes I that I was what I've found by even just creating a bookstagram and getting started was I posted a book and if I was like 
this was a four or five star for me. And I just really loved like this voice of the book or the way these things were described both there. I have like a virtual book club on bookstagram, but also just people commenting and like jumping out at me literally and saying like, well, if you like this, you should definitely go read this book or check out this author, or it's actually really similar to this TV show, even though the TV show is not based on this book. And it was just so, it's just been so awesome to have people like kind of understand like, and know like that specific book and kind of talk about books the way that I do. And then also just jump in and be like, if you want to continue feeling that way, here's like what you should read next and what you should look up next. And that's been just so much like the books that do have like cliffhangers, like so the guest list, like I loved Hannah's character and just talking like randomly for 20 minutes via Instagram DMs with somebody about, don't you, haven't you always felt like you're Hannah at a wedding at some point? Like you just don't know anybody and you're like kind of standing there awkwardly and like this doesn't fit. Like you just know that character and like connecting with people and like these couple people that DM'd me about that. It's so weird to say <laughs> coming from having like an in-person book club, but it's just been so fun to have other people relate to that and know like these like niche things about all of these books. It's just been so much fun. How does it feel like, well, you said like happy hours, but like you're really a part of a community. Is it weird for you that it's online or do you like, does it not matter that you can just kind of like, it excites you anyway? It's, I think it would it wouldn't have been as exciting without a pandemic, maybe nothing against bookstagram. I can't, if you read, if you read or are thinking about reading in a reading slump, need any kind of recommendation of literature, I recommend just like literally go to the, the hashtag and just dive in and see what people are saying. But it's been like such a cool thing to just be able to pick up my phone or I've actually been, since I've started the blog, going on it more like on my laptop, because some people post even like really full reviews and like quotes from the book and links to like fan fiction. So just being, it's been like an escape, like stepping into this library or like book nook online where everyone kind of talks the way that I talk. And I can like, it's not like y'all kind of know your dorks about this certain thing. And um, just having that sense of we're all here to just like literally escape because that's what books are for a lot of people, especially in light of everything that's happened recently. So you all just talk so similar, similarly and the recommendations and just, yeah, like the overall connection there is just different than, I don't know another like piece of the internet that necessarily connects like that. And it's just been nice to be able to pick up my phone and go to that place without having to go anywhere and always having someone to like jump into a conversation with when I'm there. The pandemic has taught me so much stuff, but like now being and starting the podcast during the pandemic and like now being in a community of really driven, ambitious women, I've, you know, interviewed all over the world now. It's just like, I like, I love it so much that I could be like, yeah, like, I don't know, these conversations get me on such a high like you see my stories, like I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> talk to another amazing woman that I learned something from, you know, and yeah. things like that. It's just so cool to be like, I can like geek out with these people and like everyone gets it, you that, know? Yes, that's definitely it. And I can remember, I, cause I know there's, there's been time specifically, I was at the Troy Farmers Market, so Troy, New York Farmers Market, which is huge, just a huge like 
square footage wise and it's just so much fun but I like walked past this vendor who was reading where the crawdads sing and that's one of my all-time favorite books I read it in pretty much one sitting and I love everything about Kai and her or her the whole journey she has so I'm gonna like I already started rambling but basically I like walked up to him and I was like how, I was like where are you in the book that's like one of my favorite books and he just gave me the weirdest look, I think, because like no one really like asked that. And he was kind of trying to me and I was like, don't you just love like how she's like grown from like just this one chapter and then they like jump forward a couple of years. And I just started rambling. And I remember standing there thinking like, this isn't the place for this. <laughs> this is just not where like you, I just kind of caught this person off guard. And like, I'm obviously like just dorking out about this book right now. And it was like, obviously like no harm, no foul, but you just get into the, like, I get very like tunnel vision when I know someone has like read a book and it's the same with like movies and stuff, but like a book, I feel like it's harder to come by. And like, I will definitely go down this rabbit hole of like, do you remember when this happened? And like, don't you love this character development? And the, the voice this author gave, like this whole topic area was just amazing. And I feel like I've jumped into that with like, random people or like acquaintances or even coworkers like way too fast sometimes <laughs> and that's like one of those things when I pick up and like go to bookstagram or like I would go to like a, a book club you just I just don't have to worry about it like I can be my own like book nerd self and it like everybody's so cool with it and is encouraging it <laughs> I totally look at people's books when I'm on a plane like I totally look at people's yes. covers <laughs> and things like that and there is this older middle-aged woman and she had uh, right when it came out Sebastian Maniscalco's the comedian's book that came out I was like yeah like I bet you it's hilarious <laughs> like I but I also listened slash read whatever you want to call it the uh where the crawdad sang I was just talking about this with my mom like literally two days ago around the ending of that book yeah and it's turning <laughs> into a movie which is very I'm exciting. a little afraid of what it's gonna be as a movie I always get very nervous when books are turned into movies and then when people talk to me about like how great it was or this or that, I'm like, well, it actually was missing these like four pages or this like really big conversation the characters have. Like I'm one of those people. And like with Harry, like my family makes fun of me because the Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, like Hermione, there's a whole chapter on Hermione that's missing from the movie where she did like, she basically saved everyone's life. So it's in the book, but it's not in the movie. And that's like one of the biggest ones I think of my book to movie transformations that I always hold on to them like they robbed her they robbed Hermione of her whole chapter but yeah like they're obviously some of them are good but that one is like that book definitely hit like sat with me for a long time and I always like I'm trying to find books kind of like that story that's not like it's not like a thriller and it doesn't have like a heat like any kind of huge hook you in thing like I've heard a lot of people call that book boring and I totally see why but I love just like journeys or I don't know if you can call it a like those books with those journeys like that are just always so beautiful to me. And that's definitely one of my favorites. There's one thing about that book and then we're going to move on, but I have to share my commentary. I wish they did a flashback. Okay. So we realized he had the moment. We're not going to spoil it, but like then, then take me through it. You already brought me this far. You did. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's been, it was like a 10 hour. I don't even remember how long it was. So, but that was part of the whole cliffhanger of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Take, recap it now. You're on the second to last chapter. That was like, the, what was it? Like the third to last page of the book? You had nothing to lose. I was already invested, you know, how long? I know. That was the only thing. <laughs> that was, but I was like, 
oh shit like I would at that moment so we'll yeah. just leave it but I'll we'll leave it at that I can t- I totally see that and I, I somewhat agree but part of me I think like the book has also sat with me for so long because it was left kind of you can't really call that one a, a cliffhanger I won't like mislead anybody about this book but I can I could definitely see going back and taking it like taking that other yeah. look the same time I remember well because I want to know because I want I feel like I'm missing something you know what I mean yeah, you like, do oh, you're, like, <laughs> you're like let's just talk it out one more time like what happened <laughs> yeah take me through it now now that we know I want you know whatever I watched a walk to remember in sixth grade I was in sixth grade at the time then I read all Nick I would only read Nicholas Sparks books as soon as it came out I would go get them or pre-order them and you know then they would turn into movies and things like that. Karen McGrath got me a Nicholas Sparks DVD set with all the things in it one time. And oh, fun. Awesome. And then I would go to Barnes and Noble and just walk through and just pick books by the cover. I'm like, this looks, you know, this looks cool. And then read it and things like that. And then once college came, then like right before the twilight stuff, I like stopped for a while. Cause like you're in college. I had no idea like who I was. I'm just trying to like figure out my new identity trying to read what was assigned and just survive yeah like survive <laughs> British Isles of the 18th century and you're like convulsing yeah. <laughs> at 8 a.m crying every day so yeah but my so I have a new favorite book that I stayed up till like 2 a.m in my in the dark literally no lights on trying not to wake the dog or my husband with my fist to my mouth just like wide open black like black every like couldn't even see all the lights are off I'm just like oh my god like my eyes are wide open, just listening. Like, what was it? What is happening? It was Big Little Lies. Oh, I I haven't read that one. Ashley, <laughs> Ashley, it was, I cannot find a book that gave me that. I am trying, I love the books that I'm listening to. And, but I'm like, there's nothing that has kept me up. But, well, I'll be honest, this last chapter of the book of the guest list that we're talking about has, it gave me that pit and like, oh, <laughs> but I haven't felt that since. And then the next day I signed up for HBO, finished the entire TV series in 72 hours. Cause I was just like, well, now I'm emotionally invested and I need to know, I need to tr- compare. I need to know. <laughs> so, yes. All right. Now everyone's like, I didn't read these books. So if first this is okay. Listeners we're on the guest list. You have to read that. That is a thriller that I'm in the middle of that Ashley recommended that uh, is freaking amazing. I couldn't even believe I like actually turned it off and went to work because you're like, oh, I can't just leave it like that. Where the Crawdads Sing is Ashley's favorite book. And I have read, I really, I had no idea when I started listening to it. I'm like, and every, it's been on the bestsellers list for like 4,000 years. I have to like, years. read it. So, and it's turning into a movie. That's how good it is. And then obviously Harry Potter. And then I don't think we missed anyone that we just talked about. No, is that that's no, not that was the, it. Okay, that's all the titles cool. so far. Oh, and Big Little Lies, which Ashley, you oh, Big Little Lies. Yes, I haven't read that, but it's like I know, I know, and I, I'll maybe I'll send you a picture. You're gonna include in some posts of my bookcase that I have drastically outgrown, but I have this whole bottom, this whole bottom shelf now and now floor of books that I own and haven't read yet, and then they get to move up into their they're all organized in a crazy specific way on the other four shelves. <laughs> And what, once I read them, they get to move up like onto another shelf. And then in between those, I also like go to the library and like can't help myself. But I have all these books I haven't read yet. So sometimes when people will say books that are down there and some of them are, I'm trying to think of one that's down there. That's There's like one by one, which a lot of people have read. That's also a thriller. But some of them are like really 
well-known books and I'm just such a mood reader. I get so sidetracked that I don't get to them. So see, people say these big titles and I'm like, that's, that's sitting on my floor. I totally have that and just haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> well, please, can you promise me? Oh, yes. To just to get this book or rent this book. I will. Okay. Then will you please send us a picture of your bookshelf so we can put it on the gram and put it as I a will. <laughs> like we did with Nina's vision board. I'd really like to do that. Okay. Yes, of course. So would you ever write a book yourself? Write a book myself? Mm-hmm. I actually have, which is Ooh, like most embarrassing to say at no, this point. No, why is it embarrassing? <laughs> Stop it. I was thir- So I wrote it when I was 13 and my mom actually self-published it with me. So huge shout out to Mama Sweet. But it was a book about a girl and her horse, which for anybody who knows me, I grew up on a horse farm in upstate New York. And that's exactly where the book takes place. But it's just about this girl, like having like a big loss in her life and training this horse and all this stuff. And I, I don't know what came over me at that age to write. I was, I was always reading. I always like wanted to write. I remember being very big into writing songs, but I couldn't write music. And so, yeah, I wrote a book and my mom published it for me at 13. It's not solely where you can't go find it. Don't Google it. (laughs) But that did happen. And I always thought like that I would get around to possibly writing another book, but I think I would have to actually like stop reading all the time in order to do such a thing. So (laughs) I'm not sure. I think I I would like love to write a book and I have like a whole scratch pad of ideas and like these random like paragraphs. I don't know, like words speak to me. Sometimes I have a notebook of a couple paragraphs at a time of just random pieces of stories that don't go together, but like words just happen and I'll write them down. So that's like kind of sitting on my nightstand. But I think at some point that would be like a project I would love to add to like a check mark to my list. Well, I hope you do. And you know, we'll support it. That's amazing. Oh, and I love you. that your mom did that. That is so supportive. I know she's the best. <laughs> and I met her and she's adorable. She is. <laughs> I started writing a book back when I was like, graduated college and it is such a Nicholas Sparks kind of book. And I'm going to share it because I'm never going to write it. I'm totally okay with it. People can have it if they want, but I really, I'm proud of the idea. So I'm going to put it here. This girl has a love of her life, high school sweetheart that she was in love with, but she ended up going away to college and he was staying home. And he's like, you know, this is obviously you know, a major heartbreak. She ends up marrying someone else and they end up uh, getting divorced. And his divorce attorney is her high school sweetheart. And while they're getting divorced, they have a love affair. And but her husband, the ch- the child, the father of her children, wants to get back. So you don't know if she's going to rekindle the love of her life from high school or if she's going to go back with the father of her children. Oh my goodness! I think you need to finish this book. <laughs> uh, at the time, though, because I didn't like have any experience, obviously, like with that. But I'm like, oh, she's a girl in marketing. Like, just got out of college. Like, it was kind of like my story. <laughs> you do right about like, I, yeah. I mean, I originally was going to St. Rose. So you and I both went to St. Rose. We just like missed each other when I first started at St. Rose, I was going to be an English teacher because I could never put books down. And I felt like I was constantly just always wanting to talk about books. I was one of those people. So some of my favorite books are the books they made you read in high school and actually stole like high school copies. I'm so sorry to Mr. and Mrs. Parsons of Tamarack High School. (laughs) I have some of your copies and I'm so sorry, but 
they were some of my, they're still some of my all-time favorite books. So I was like, I'll do, I want to go to school, like to go to college to be an English teacher. I thought about journalism a little bit. I was like, and then, you know, live enough of like life and get some more, like just experience under my belt. I'm going to just also just write books like during the summer and I'll take like vacations or, you know, you go on holiday or whatever they call it. And you start books and you come back and you finish them. And I was like, that's going to be my life. Like a hundred and thousand percent. I had no doubt in my mind. And then I got to college and I like could not make it through any of my English courses. And I just struggled the entire time with every, like, so I only took three, <laughs> three specific to the, to that major. And I just had like an awful time in them. And it wasn't, I thought I was going to be able to be a lot more creative, but you, you don't actually get to do like a lot of the creative stuff when you're necessarily, not that teachers don't get to be creative, but it just wasn't that same track that I had thought I could do. Right. You thought uh, it was going to be a creative curriculum and it was just textbook based essentially. Yeah. (laughs) There was a lot of, you know, and like, obviously that's a whole step separate conversation, but just like the, the check marks and the goals, like you meet as a teacher and like the points you have to get across with like each book and, you know, just the milestones you have kids meet. I was like, well, I just kind of wanted to talk about the great Gatsby some more. So (laughs) I don't really know if this is for me. And um, I ended up switch, I switched to public relations and business. That was like a really hard choice because I felt like I was really giving up on it. And I'm like very happy with my career, but at the time it was like a week of like crying into a bowl of ice cream. Cause I was like, this is all I thought I was going to do. And it's actually making me miserable. <laughs> yeah. And that comes to realization for some reason, you know, I was also in a different major at St. Rose and I worked so hard to get there. I worked so hard to get there. And it's like a whole nother like episode of whatever. But so I was like, oh, I made it. I got exactly where I wanted to be. I'm 99% positive. Like it said business marketing. So I'm like, I know this is what I want to do. But the curriculum for me, and no disrespect to St. Rose or any of the business or marketing staff, it was just, it's not what I envisioned. I didn't know what I was walking into, but I kind of knew this wasn't what I wanted, but I was like, just stick with it. Like, what else are you going to do? Like, this is why you're here. You know, I switched my major on the, 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 um, accepted students day or whatever it is. When, when you, when you sleep over, what is that called? I thought it was accepted students day. No, that's when when you were with your parents, but then you like to sleep over and you get your, your counselor. It's like, you're already there. Like, here's Lima and like, yeah. you know, welcome to the lunch <laughs> I hall. Like trust falls for two days. Right. Whatever that's called. But like that morning I woke up and I was like, oh, I need to switch my major. I'm not going to do psych. I'm going to do marketing. Like, you know, things, you know, whatever. And, and, you know, so I worked so hard. I was an emotional attachment to it. And then I stayed with it and I came home for Thanksgiving and my mom's like, so like, you don't like you don't look really happy. And then as soon as she said that, it was like, <laughs> and I just like collapsed to the floor and she's like, Whoa, like, I just, like, you know, I like mourned this, like what I thought something was going to be. And she's like, well, there's this thing there called public relations that looks a lot more like what you want. And then obviously, you know, I just like exploded with yeah, <laughs> hands-on curriculum and activities. Just, I think you and I are very similar in that way where it's, we retain things by actually doing them, not no pun intended, like reading about them, right? Like you yeah. wanted to be like hands-on, ironically. No, definitely. You know? And then people have said that to me before because um, like, especially like in job interviews, I've said like, they're like, what did you like to do outside of work? And one of the things I've said is that I love to read and I, I always like, I'm part of a book club and I, I love like that, that aspect of it. 
I was like, but I don't actually learn very well through reading. Like there's a slim chance I'm going to read the employee manual and like all that HR stuff. I was like, I'm going to like skim it. I was like, but I really am like a big hands-on learner. I was like, I don't think the reading to me doesn't necessarily correlate to job training or like anything. I, this is hard to explain because like, I will read like for my career, like I love Brene Brown and some of these other books about, you know, leadership and team building. And I, I learned a lot from those, but I, I have a hard time reading a book that's specifically about venue procurement or banquet orders. Like I don't, I need to but actually, who the hell through. wants to read because <laughs> no, no one wants to, to I was like you have to do it and you have to do it so many times I was like and so there isn't like a train or I, like making like big thing for like a lot of workplaces like process docs and I'm like yeah because like step-by-step instructions are good I was like but on the other hand I, I just need someone to like let me do it <laughs> I was right. like I, it's not that I don't enjoy reading it or I can't learn from reading I just I'm so hands-on and you're right like switching when I switched my major that was a huge piece of it was a little more autonomy over what I was doing and had a little bit more of an outlet to kind of make things happen. Right. Yeah. And like, you don't want to read the habits of a garden snail. Like you'll lose your mind. Like I totally <laughs> understand that people know I'm a list writer. I write out my list. I write out things. I outline things when I learn them. So I, I am with you. I read to get lost in imagination at in second grade They go, what do you want to be? I said, a mermaid. Like it's just, <laughs> For, there's something like even when I go running or if I'm in a workout, I like imagine these like scenarios and like I know that's yes. a thing, you know, but and I know a lot of people do that too. But there's I'm just so addicted to imagination, you know, and it's really what story, whether it's Harry Potter, Twilight, even like The Walking Dead, like people, you know, those co- comics and Marvel and DC and everything like that, like people are just so addicted to and love have like getting out of reality to try to describe like I would rather read a book especially during the pan- I guess I should preface especially during like this pandemic and being locked down I would actually 100% prefer reading a book to watching tv or a movie or a tv show and like I'm a huge Shit's Creek Grey's Anatomy like rewatched would still like constantly rewatching them when I get to the end and I just go back and start the first episode over but I can't necessarily escape like watching TV. I'm just not that kind of person. And I don't really know if anybody is like when you're watching TV or a movie, you can still scroll on your phone. You can still talk on the phone. You're texting, you're doing this. You're, you know, you're just also lost in Instagram and you do all these other things, but you know, Shit's Creek is playing in the background. Whereas if I'm going to sit down and read a book, I actually have to make the scenes scene by scene myself. Like I have, to, I'm reading it. And it's playing out in my mind. I can't, I can't read like physically it's impossible, but also just mentally, I can't read and scroll social media. I can't read and talk on the phone, at least for like a, from a book standpoint. And that's just been just huge for me as far as escape, totally escaping into another world or like, I can't travel. So I actually went through this phase, which is how I got the guest list (laughs) of buying books that weren't set in the United States. And I was like, I want to know, I reread the kite runner. I got uh, the guest list. I actually bought like, or I um, got from the library, like a fantasy series. And I was just like, anything that's not set here, (laughs) I want to read about and get lost in. I want to see this or see and read about how this author describes this other world and these people and all the things they have the ability to do and just get completely lost in that and not 
be have the ability to think about anything else going on around me. I love that so much. I get lost, even though I'm listening and doing the dishes, I still get lost and tune everything. Yeah. Out. Isn't really well, and again, yeah, and, and an audiobook is the same thing. It's, it's not playing out in front of you, like to, for them to describe where the guest list is taking place and like that castle with the waves and dark clouds and wind, like you have to put, you have to actually make that happen in your mind and actually be there to be experiencing that book. And I didn't even know it wasn't based in America. I had no idea. I, I'm just like, it's based on an island off the coast of Ireland. <laughs> yeah, I had no, no clue. I was like, oh, and I just finished Queenie, which is um, a very, she's got a very thick London accent to the point where I actually couldn't do anything else. I had to really listen. It was a very thick part of London that took me a while to get Great book. Totally awesome. You loved Harry Potter, but would, and you love where the crowd daddy sing. Is it the best work you ever read? And if not, what is the best work? the work you've ever read? That's a tough one. Harry Potter is definitely up there. And I know that we like failed over it, and I, but I know that like, there's been a lot that's happened with like JK Rowling and everything, but I still like, despite that, I think like the books just hold a special place for me. And that'll definitely be a, a work, a, like a work of art that'll always stay at the top of my list. I do love The Great Gatsby. So that's one of the copies I stole from high school as I have a copy of The Great And I have three copies of The Great Gatsby and um, they're all- and you had to steal one. <laughs> well, I didn't have three at the time. The one, I, the, one I stole, <laughs> the one I stole is like my pseudo first copy because I guess it's not really mine. And then I've since bought two with uh, different publisher covers. And so that's definitely one of my favorite books. They just came out with uh, another, or they, I actually- I should know who, who wrote it, but it's, I'm blanking. Um, there's a book called Nick. So for anybody who read The Great Gatsby, Nick is his best friend in the book. And they just came out with a book about him. So in his story. So I just got that, but I haven't read it yet. So I'm very obsessed with like all of that. I did actually really love the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought that was super well done. Just all the imagery and the overarching themes of The Great Gatsby, I get very lost in. So I think that's a great book. I think that another book for me is Jane Eyre. So I had to read, I read that for high school and college and I still have the copy. I bought the copy for college and I have, still have my like one that has highlights and scribbles all over it. That's a kind of a long book. It's a little dense, but I think for like any badass ladies out there or like I, I'm, I struggle with the term girl boss, but I'll use it here. Any like girl boss or like independent women. That book is a real, it was at the time it was written. There just, that wasn't, something that existed was anything like us. And Jane Eyre herself is just so independent and she overcomes so much. And I think the book has so, uh, so much to do with just identity and who you are as a person and where you fit into this world and how you conquer this world. And so I love that book a lot too, but those are all old. I think of like <laughs> a newer one that's come out, but um, I'm not sure I have one that's like stellars jumping out at me no it doesn't need to be new that was just curious why don't you like okay. the term girl boss I would just prefer to be boss <laughs> Love I, it. it's a great answer I think I I don't know I think that like girl boss is there's nothing necessarily wrong with it I guess I struggle with the term because I don't want to be I don't want women to be their own category of boss I want women to be the boss and I think that we all need to see at the same table and you've never like, there's no boy boss. So there's no girl boss. <laughs> like that's kind of how I think of it, but I know what the term is, is meant to be in a positive way. So when, if someone calls me that, I don't necessarily like 
scoff, but I would, I personally don't usually call other women like us. Like I call like, you're all a bunch of like, you're just such a badass lady. Like I've definitely said that way more than anything, but as far as calling someone a girl boss, I don't do that. I'm just like, you know, she's the boss, she's a boss. And like, that's, I think where I stand with that. But I know that people definitely say it and use it in very positive ways. So I don't mean to be negative about the whole term. You do not need to be apologetic here. So, but you definitely, <laughs> you definitely put some stuff into perspective. What's next? What's the next goal for your bookish badass things? I would love to create a book club. So I would love to have a book club in person when, you know, vaccines and the world opens and all that stuff out here in Ohio. And that's definitely how I have connected with people previously. So I would love to create something like that for both, like kind of selfishly for myself, but also for other people. Um, And I would also like think about hosting like a sort of virtual a book club. I, it's tough because I think that for me, Bookstagram does so much of that, that I don't necessarily need a Facebook group or like trying to create like, you know, through the all the website functions, you can do forums and all these things. But like selfishly, like I can just like jump into Bookstagram and kind of get lost. But if there was a way to bring that to other people that don't, obviously keeping up a, a Bookstagram is work as you're running a little, you know, side social media account. If you really want to, if you're really trying to pursue it, Um, So anybody who doesn't want to do that, like how to create a like virtual space to just share and like those like niche things about like random characters and random authors or I had on like a a virtual book club was I read the book uh, Beach Read by Emily Henry, which is a great book. And I guess it's classified as a romance, but it's not your typical like mushy gushy romance. Um, You definitely won't like roll your eyes at things like, you know, people don't say in real life. I'm not the biggest fan of romance novels for that reason, but it's a really good book. It's really well done. It's about authors who are trying to write their own books on this beach, but it's funny because they like never in the book, they never hang out on the beach. (laughs) So I like the one I remember talking in this literal like DM group on Instagram, probably about what the book could have been named instead, because the title just didn't seem to match. And it was so weird, like to think that we're all so invested in this. Not that we were being negative, but it's like, where would you, where would I ever find like another group of people that could like help me just like vent and think this out, like this really like specific topic area. Let's talk about the newsletter. So there's only been two editions of the newsletter. One, because I'm like, I would rather just like post to the blog and kind of like respond as people talk to me. But I did say, I was like, you should do it. So it kind of recaps what I, what I read and some of like my, just at the baseline, most basic thoughts. And here's a link to go see the rest of them. But I did did try to do try to give like a kind of uh, what's coming up. And I think the biggest thing for me this summer is through the blog and books, bookstagram, I had um, a couple different book tours and publishers reach out to me and send me advanced copies of books or gifted copies of books, which happens when you're like, so that's probably the most influencer-y I get about books is I had like just the opportunity to review these couple books that aren't published yet. They're going to be published this summer though. So I got a couple copies of those and I'm going to read, I got them for free. I get to read them and feature them on both my Instagram and the blog. So that I'm really excited about. Well, that's badass. <laughs> cool and VIP. No, I, I was like the, the most dorky thing to be like, so I like 
well, you know, Nina, but like a, like texting a couple of friends and being like, I got this book and it was for free. And there's a sticker on it that says it comes out in summer of 2021, which hasn't happened yet. And I'm, but just like, so that's like really exciting to be, to have your book nerd obsession turn into something and kind of be recognized by so in a book tour is kind of it's kind of run through like there's a group but authors can reach out and to this group and say I would I'll I have 20 copies and you can give these to book influencers and as long as they feature them the book is free so that's kind of how at the base the most basic level that's how that works so you each get to pick a date in the calendar to feature their book on your blog and have little tidbits about it in your reviews so I think that's going to be a lot of fun. That is so awesome. That is so cool. You're so established. Oh, I don't that know is about so that. But... Awesome. So, Ashley, coming to the end, we ask the same question for everyone who comes on the podcast. And that is what is one thing that you've experienced that everyone should go through? That's a tough one for me. I think I would have, I'm probably late to this one. I'm definitely late to this one, but I think that moving, I would say moving outside your like immediate county lines at at least, it has been like a huge eye opener into who I am as a person and what I do as a person. Obviously the pandemic swayed that a little bit, but I lived on the same road my whole life until I was 27. (laughs) So I had never like gone, like I had I shouldn't say I didn't go anywhere. I traveled for work. So I saw amazing places, but always having that home base to come back to. And, you know, I didn't need any road signs and I knew like everybody knew everybody. So moving, when I moved to Columbus, it was just kind of a awakening as to what you, what all of the things I didn't realize I was so comfortable and set in my ways with, and just trying to, well, meet new people. So the pandemic is a little bit tough for that, but how you, you know, try to put yourself out there. Do you put yourself out there? Not necessarily a pull your up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps type of thing, but the ways you make yourself be brave and be strong, I think really come out when you move to a new area and literally know nothing (laughs) and no one. Again, there are some upcoming book releases this summer that will be featured and review on the bookstagram and blog close to their publication date, like she mentioned. So follow on Instagram and sign up for the newsletter and stay tuned for the blog is bookish badass things. And then follow everything on Instagram at bookish badass things. And then we are going to include Ashley's blog in the episode description. Ashley, you are a community creator you're an imagination advocate and your face just lights up. Like what I, like, I just like your passion is getting me. It just solidifies that when we're passionate about things, what it really does, not just mentally, but physically. And every time we talked about a new topic, your face just lit up and it warmed my heart. You are officially a lady with lions. Welcome to the community. I am so excited to have you. Uh, I'm so excited. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You're and it's such an honor to be invited on here and spend time with you thank you so much and okay so everybody let's go review one more time the guest list where the crawdads sing and big little lies which ashley has said on the record i'm going to read awesome bye girl